Aren't you thankful for the Lord tonight? Man, I'm very thankful for my Savior and my Redeemer. Amen. Before we transition um, tonight, we are so honored to have Sister Katie Wells to exhort to us tonight. And um, I believe that God is doing something great in her life. And I, I don't only believe that, I know for a fact that God is doing something great in her life. And uh, God is, is going and is using her, is going to continue to use her to uh, minister to those around her. And, and God knows where He's going to take her, but I believe He's taking her to great places. So if you will, I want you to stretch your hands this way as she comes tonight. We're going to pray for her as she, she comes to this platform. And behind this podium and delivers the word of the Lord. If you would stretch your hands toward her tonight. God we thank you. We thank you Lord for the call and the anointing that you've placed on her life. And Lord God we believe that you're going to meet her in this place. Lord God that you're going to move to and through her. That your Holy Spirit is going to use her as an oracle of your word tonight. And Lord we believe and we know what your word says. That it does not come back void. And Lord we thank you for what is spoken through her tonight. And Lord we ask that you encourage her, strengthen her, lead and guide her in Jesus name. Name. Amen. Give her a hand as she comes tonight. Um, I want to thank Jade for asking me to speak. Um, full disclosure, public speaking is not my preference. Um, I'm very out of my comfort zone out here, but um, as someone's told me before, if you're comfortable, you're probably doing something wrong. So I am learning to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, I just have a couple verses I want to read to start. Um, if I had to title what I'm going to talk about, it would be Divine Steps. Um, the first verse is from Psalm 37:23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. And then the second one, Proverbs 16:9 in the NLT version. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And I just want to talk a little bit about four divine steps, I would call them, that I've learned through the years that God has just placed in my life. And um, as I reflect over the last few years of my life, I can truly see the divine hand of the Lord orchestrating and directing my life, um, sometimes outwardly, sometimes behind the scenes. Um, sometimes I knew what he was doing. Other times I didn't know until years later. So the first divine step that I think of um, was actually coming to PTC. Um, it was in 2007. I remember the very first service we went to. Um, we were going through a really hard time. Um, my parents were just, we didn't have a home church. We were literally in the car that morning, dressed, ready to go to church, and we didn't know where we were going to go. Um, and I remember we had drive by PTC at the old um, church. And Sarah and Randy were actually getting out of their car, and Dad knew Randy, and he asked him what time service started. And that was our first service there. And when I think about that now, I know that my life was forever changed in that moment. Um, through a really pivotal point in my time in my life, I was young. Um, all my teenage years, I was able to come here, sit under Pastor Ronnie. He encouraged me, Sarah, Bradley, they poured into our lives and encouraged us to follow the path that the Lord had for us. And I know that 
if I hadn't have been there, if God hadn't directed that, I wouldn't be standing here today. So I'm so thankful for that. Um, the second step that I think about is um, Ecuador. Most of you know that I studied abroad in Ecuador when I was in college. Um, I had originally minored in Spanish because that was the easy thing. You just, you know, you learned everything stateside. You stayed here in the classroom and you learned there. But the Lord had really tugged on my heart that I needed to change that to a major. But I knew that that meant I would have to live months abroad. Um, I was only an hour from home at my college and most I stayed, the, the most I stayed away from home was three weeks. So this was four and a half months. So I, I was scared and you know, many people know that. I mean, I made it, I came back, but what many people don't know is that years in my childhood, I suffered with anxiety. I couldn't sleep in my own room for years and years. So when I think back about Ecuador and that I made it back, that was just a testimony of God's faithfulness because I look at that, no, I couldn't have done that on my own. And I'm so thankful for that trip. Um, it prepared me for so many other divine steps that the Lord has brought me through. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful that I can tell you today that God's delivered me from that anxiety and the enemy can try to put that on me, but I don't have to accept it anymore. And so I can sit, I can stand here today and think seven years ago, I get these memories from Facebook, you know, seven years ago you were in Ecuador and I look at that and I say, oh my gosh, did I really do that? Because it wasn't me. And I'm just so thankful for that. And that leads me to my real first job out of college. Um, my spring semester of my senior year, I had come home and taken a mock interview for a, a job, um, kind of like a practice, and it went horrible. I hated it. It was such a, it was just challenging. And I remember that day, that weekend thinking, what am I going to do? Um, what, 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 how am I going to get a job? I'm getting ready to graduate, you know. And if you're like me, you had student loans, so um, those had to be paid. And I was like, what am I going to do? I went, spent all this time, and I don't, I don't have anything. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, that Sunday, and I don't know if Sarah remembers this, but that very Sunday, she came up to me after church, and she said, I was thinking about you over this week, and she said it was like God had your whole life planned out. She said, your job, all these areas, she touched on several things. She said, he's got it all lined out. And she said, so just be at peace. And can I tell you, truer words have never been spoken. That has just continued to happen. I've rested in that. My mom has rested in that as I was finding my way. And I'm just so thankful. Within six months after graduation, I got a job. And a lot of you were with me during that journey, and just, I won't go through all of that, but I'm so thankful for that. I was able to meet my boss and his family, um, who are of a different faith, um, and he actually even came here one Sunday morning um, and, and came with me to church, um, and just opportunities that I would never have thought for myself God opened the door for, and as I was working for that company, um, the corporate he headquarters were in North Carolina, and that was a dream of mine. I wanted to go down there and live, and that opportunity came in 2018, and I thought, this is it. I'm going to live here forever. I'm going to, you know, retire from this company, and I'm going to just spend my days in North Carolina. Well, as you can all see, that's not what happened. Um, but even in that, I know that God has shown me that that was for a season, and even 
in that season coming to an end, he had made an exit strategy that he'd already prepared for me to get back home. And I won't, you know, go over everything, but I will say that within a month of me giving my notice and telling everybody I was moving, um, the company announced that they were closing 80% of the business. Um, and then within two to three weeks, I was actually going out to the farms and terminating people. So God knew way ahead of time that I could have very well have been jobless, homeless, because the job is what provided my home. Um, but he brought me back here right on time, and I am so thankful for that. And the last step would just be, you know, me being home. Um, I moved back last August, and I'm so thankful that he brought me back home. He's done so much in me since just being home and just being obedient to come home when he told me to come home. Um, he blessed me with a job within less than two months of me being back home. He filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost back in February. And um, he just continues to show step by step, little by little, that he's not done and he's got more for me. Um, so I just hope that you're encouraged today in knowing that he's writing your story in a way unique only to you. Um, it may not always make sense. It may, need, may not be a part of your plan. Um, it may not be on your timetable. It's probably never on your timetable. I'll just tell you that right now. Um, but it's so much better than what you could have imagined for yourself. Um, and as his word says, he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. So I'm just thankful today that he's brought me this far and that he's continuing to lead me. And I just praise him and thank him. Thank you, Miss Katie. I am so thankful for the goodness of God and the grace of God uh, that is extended to all of us uh, as we journey through life. And aren't you thankful that God has divine steps uh, for all of our lives? And uh, today I, uh, I'm honored to be able to stand with confidence and assurance uh, that Jesus is still a high priest that we can reach out to and touch and to commune with. A lot of you have probably seen what's going on in our world today and over the last few days. I've spent much time alone. I've spent a lot of time just thinking, meditating, praying. And I was moved on by the Lord just in a very strong way yesterday. So I called Jay last evening and said, we're going to change it up a little bit for tomorrow. I believe today that the word of the Lord is absolute truth and it is the absolute authority. I do not question that, but it is very clear in Scripture that we find the Word of the Lord that tells us very clearly that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. And can I tell you today, there's some things that need to be pulled down on this planet. 
the enemy understood that if the Son of Man was ever lifted up, that he would draw all men unto him. We know that at the time where the cross was lifted and Jesus had laid himself on it and refused to come off of it. And when he uttered the words as he was taking his last breath, it is finished. We know that our adversary was defeated. But there was a manifestation of that great victory three days later, very early in the morning, when Mary and the others went to anoint the body of Jesus and an angelic being simply met them and said, he's not here. Much of what's going on in our world today we can try to analyze it and come to an opinion. But much of what's taking place right now was just a manifestation of a war between the lineage of Ishmael and the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And therefore, if there's ever been a time for us to pray, it is now. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. It continues, and it says, For the kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all goodliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. This evening, please, allow me to just give you very briefly, and then we're going to pray very specifically. And I'm going to ask on, call on some of you tonight to lead us in specific prayer for the next little bit. The Bible shows us the absolute necessity of prayer. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Actually, verse number 13 and 14. He was talking to Solomon and he said, If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people... If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Isaiah 56 and 7 makes it very clear that prayer is not an option. We also find that Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 that we are to pray without ceasing. But if you would read a little further in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 8, you would find also it says that all men everywhere are to pray. 
but I must remind you tonight when we pray we must have specific things present in our lives the very first thing today is we should always pray in faith Hebrews 11.6 simply says without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him you see when we diligently seek him he will always reward us Not only are we to pray in faith, but we should always pray without wavering. James chapter 1, verse 5 and 6 says, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, for a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. We must not waver today. But we must stand fast. Galatians tells us very clearly in the writings of that precious epistle, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Does it base on what you see? But man, we've got to stand strong right now. We also find in 1 John chapter 5, verse number 14 through 16 that we should pray according to God's will. If you want to know what God's will is, you must first know what his word is because I've said this over the years. His word is his will and his will is his word. And always, always we should come to the Father through Jesus Christ our Lord, our intercessor. Now I could stop there, but let me say just a little bit more and then we're going to pray you and I as men and women of faith must understand we got to self-examine our lives in this season and you say why such an urgency tonight pastor is because we find that when you begin to read through Matthew chapter 24 and it begins to talk about all of the events that we see happening today it tells us that we are in a time of sorrow. But also it tells us to begin to look up because our redemption is drawing nearer than yet we believe is what we read in Romans from the writings of Paul. Therefore, we must make sure that we do not have anything to hinder this relationship that's vertical. And that's why we must make sure that when we come to a place of prayer, we cannot allow things to hinder that communication. Therefore, today, please hear me. We cannot afford to pray in a manner where we are asking amiss, but we have to pray specifically. We have to make sure that our motives are pure. We have to make sure that pride is no longer present in our lives. We must make sure, according to Isaiah the prophet in 59, verses 1 through 3, that there is not iniquity in our lives. We must make sure that we are not harboring an unforgiving spirit that we read of in Matthew 5, 23 and 24. We must make sure that there's not a root of bitterness in our life according to Hebrews 12, 15 through 17. 
We also make sure that we do not have idols in our life that's taking the place that God desires to be. Tonight, we could talk to you about the prayer of supplication. We could talk to you about the prayer of giving thanks. But I believe considering what's going on in our world right now is we need to talk about the prayer of intercession. Intercession is simply this. When a man or a woman or a group of people stand before God on the behalf of another. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27 It says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. You see, intercession is standing and praying on behalf of the others. But also when we're praying in intercession, we also oftentimes transition into praying in the Spirit. When you're praying in the Spirit, it's simply this praying in in and through the power of intercession of the Holy Ghost. Because sometimes we just don't know what words to use, let's be honest. But when the prayer of intercession has been prayed... There is only one thing that can make that prayer become stronger and more powerful. That is when you begin to join it together with the prayer of agreement. The prayer of agreement is simply this. When two or more agree in prayer concerning a specific request. Notice what Matthew 18, 19 and 20 says that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. You may be sitting here tonight and say, man, I wish the Lord was here. Can I tell you, all you have to do is agree with somebody that's in this room. Begin to pray a prayer of faith. you will experience him and the only thing that can really bring a prayer of agreement even into a more powerful setting is when that two or three begins to come together and it begins to be across the whole body of faith Acts chapter 2 and 42 tells us that they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine as well breaking bread together, but also in prayer. You say, why is all of that so important tonight, Pastor? Tonight, we are very limited in the natural ability that we possess to bring about what people really need today. I could stand here today and tell you that Brother TJ's family, they just need the arms of love wrapped around them as he said goodbye to his grandfather the last 24 hours or so. But our prayer can do much more than what we can do in the natural. Our 
precious friend Riley here is going to leave us in the morning for school. And we can say, oh, God bless you and hope you do well, but we can do more when we just pray over her because our prayers go with her and she's going to do wonderful at Valor Christian College. I believe that wholeheartedly. Tonight we can make phone calls and we can send our best wishes to the Seely family or we can send our prayers because Madison Seely needs a miracle tonight. There's a young mother full of septic in her body hanging on for life. We could send a message to Andrew and Trevor and say, well, we hope crew feels better and this and that or we can pray and he can experience a healing. So what is really more important? I have a niece that has a husband that's lying in very critical condition in North Carolina. Not sure if he's going to make it because of COVID. He has five little children at home and they said, even if you do make it, you're not going to make it home for months. See, those are just some things that's real close to home. Those are just scratching the surface. Then we began to look at even beyond. Tonight, there are those in imminent danger about 7,000 miles from here in a land called Afghanistan. I received messages from people that has knows folks on the ground from different sources over the last few days. And they've spent the last 48 hours of their life surrounded by gunfire and brutality and innocent lives been destroyed. How many know somebody needs to intercede on their behalf? Women and children are in grave danger tonight as we sit in a place of comfort. Just a few days ago, we only had 2,500 military personnel on the ground. Right now, we have 4,000 on the ground, 2,000 more is en route. They'll be there by the end of the day tomorrow. That's not counting the Air Force that we just dispatched to go in and clear out runways and build runways. So we're nearing now, we're going to have close to between six and 10,000 of our military men in harm's way by the weekend with an enemy surrounding. The church in the Middle East right now is in the crosshairs of the enemy like it's never been in the last 20 years. When they're found, they will be beheaded. They will be tortured. Our government officials today, this is not a political deal at all, but I'm going to tell you on both sides of the aisle, they are so enriched with demonic influence that they need to have an encounter with somebody that has spiritual authority. What are you saying tonight is I'm telling you there's a demonic surge up on the globe in the last 72 hours. 
not just in our nation, but around the globe. And there is an empowerment of radical Islamic extremists that is experiencing motivation and a fury of demonic thunder like they have not known since 2001. Tonight, the Middle East is more dangerous than it's been in 25 years and it's more unstable than it's ever been in modern day history. A demonic kingdom of darkness tonight has more ability than they've ever had to bring havoc to that part of the world. And I will go on record tonight and I will say this without any hesitation. You can disagree if you choose, but it was done deliberately and on purpose because people have an agenda. This has nothing to do with the United States of America. This has nothing to do with Afghanistan or Iraq. It has everything to do with the nation of Israel that radical Islamic extremists have gained influence with people of government in many nations. And therefore they knew they could not put the things in their hands in a manner other than giving it to them in the manner that we did. And now we have an extreme group of people that has the state-of-the-art equipment to attack Israel like they never had before. They have almost 200 brand new Black Hawk helicopters that is at their disposal. They have a whole infantry that they can now equip with some of the latest and greatest firearms that's been known to man. They also tonight have armored vehicles and all things that they can use. Because I must remind you, there are those that have said publicly and openly that while we are considered to be the big Satan, but Israel is the little Satan and they want to destroy her. What does all of this mean? means we the church must pray we can go through the formalities and continue to do church but while we do that our brothers and sisters are dying I could stand here for many many hours and tell you what's happening in Africa and the South Sudan in Iraq Afghanistan and many, many other places. Men and women are laying their life down for the cause of Christ while we sit in apathy and a backslidden state. If we're not careful in America, we're standing here and simply saying we're increased with goods and have need of nothing. But in our Laodicean condition, our heavenly father's looking down from heaven and says, you're blind, you're naked. He's simply saying, 
be zealous therefore and repent call on me tonight I cannot overstate the importance of prayer you see even if we could get on a plane and get into Afghanistan naturally we would be very limited to what we could do but while we're 7,000 miles from them if we would join in faith praying the prayer of agreement believing and trusting the Lord to step in there can begin to be the pushing back of darkness and the stain the hand of evil a couple that served in Afghanistan for nearly 20 years yesterday morning as they was hiding for their life gunfire all around them they said this we know that pretty much everybody that we've led to the Lord in the last 20 years is getting ready to lose their life for their faith and if they find us we know too that in just a few hours that our life is coming to an end this is what they said but we have peace in our God how much peace do you have with him tonight sitting in your comfort sitting in your abundance church if we've ever prayed we have to pray now The epicenter of the world is not the United States of America, but it is a little piece of land called Israel. Tonight, will we be found slumbering and sleeping? will we be found lifting our voice and touching a world see it should not surprise us today what we're seeing but let me give you the word of the Lord that proves itself to be true I'm not endorsing a man not endorsing a party I'm just going to endorse the word of the Lord and this while none of us in this room is perfect and we all have flaw and error but I will tell you this God knows the heart of men when we don't and Proverbs 29 and 2 says this when the righteous are in authority the people rejoice but when the wicked beareth rule the people mourn. I have to ask you today, what is the what is the atmosphere of the nations of the world today? Not many's rejoicing, but there is almost just a spirit of heaviness that's sweeping the nations of the world right now, and even the hearts of men and women as they turn on their televisions and they see. I never, never dreamed that I would see on 
my television screen and on my iPad. A big Air Force cargo plane with people falling off of it from 2,000 feet in the air. Because it was hanging on for dear life. I never thought I'd read a story and look at images of when the landing gear of that plane opened up, there was human remains inside. That's what I saw today. God help us. And at the same time, we see our nation and the nations of the world becoming so at odds with each other. We're no longer divided by color. We're no longer divided by faith. But we're divided by everything. Everybody's plotting. If you don't believe like me exactly, if you don't do exactly like me, then obviously you're my enemy. Enemy seems like he's made great strides in a short time. What he's not counting on is for the church to awaken from its slumber, to join arms together, and to begin to pray. I know what I say tonight is pretty weighty. But when you fall down and begin to weep and cry between the porch and the altar again and begin to call out and cry true repentance, he says, if my people will humble themselves and pray. He didn't say all of the world had to. He didn't say there had to be 50,000 or 50 million. He didn't say there had to be 5,000. He just said, if my people. I'm so thankful tonight that he has people. I'm so thankful tonight that I'm standing in the midst of some of those people. So what this tells me tonight is if you and I, and you and I that's joining us by way of live stream, if we'll stand together in prayer, and faith believing, calling on the one name, the one true God. We can see things turn around. We can see darkness flee and we can experience life instead of death. It's been rumored that tomorrow could be upwards to 300 people slaughtered in an exposition because of their faith was not able to validate that 100% so I'm not going to say that's an absolute but it looks like it's a credible source tonight while we're sitting here there's 240 young teenage girls that was abducted a little less than two weeks ago because of their family's faith they've been held for ransom Just a few days ago, an 18-year-old girl just gave birth to a second child that she's had while she's been captured for the last three years. And they said, we'll let you go if you'll deny your faith in Christ, but she refuses. 
Now she just gave birth to her second child, and I believe she just turned 18 years old. Folks, we have to pray. We need a revival. We need an awakening. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do tonight. I'm going to ask you to join with me in prayer. I don't care how elegant you pray. I don't care how long you pray. This is not a prayer competition. And I don't want you to be embarrassed to pray. I want you to shake off a spirit of intimidation. And I want you to pray. I want you to lift your voice in unison tonight. We're going to pray specifically for some things. And if I call on you, I'm going to ask you just to come stand in the front of the building. I believe in standing in the altar and praying. And I know some of you don't like being in front of people, and I get that. But if there's ever been a time that we needed to get beyond ourselves and just trust Jesus, it's now. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me all over the building if you're able. If you're not able, I totally understand. Don't feel obligated if you can't. I understand because we're going to be standing for a little bit tonight. I'm going to just ask you today just to pray from your heart, okay? I'm going to ask Pastor Jade, if you just come down, I'm going to have you just start us a line right here. In just a moment, Pastor Jade, I'm going to ask you to just kick us off as we go into a season of prayer. I'm going to ask you to pray specifically for those that are in immediate danger right now in the nation of Afghanistan. We're going to pray for that part of the, re- that part of the world tonight, more so than anything else. We're going to pray for the Middle East tonight. But I want you to pray specifically for those that are in immediate danger in Afghanistan. Katie Wells, could I ask you to come and stand beside him? And I'm going to ask you to pray specifically following him for the women and the young girls, especially. Because in the days ahead, the women and the young girls is going to be Unless God does something supernaturally, they are getting ready to encounter some very, very difficult things. There will be 10-year-old girls, 9-year-old girls forced to marry in just the next few weeks. They haven't even begun to live.
Jaden, could I get you to come, my friend? And I'm going to ask you to pray specifically for the young men of Afghanistan following Katie. You all just pass the mics back and forth. So you'll follow Katie. And I want because these young men are going to begin to be recruited while the nine and 10 year old girls will begin to be trophies for the men. The young boys is going to be taken from their homes as well. And they're going to begin to be radically indoctrinated with hate. But I'm so thankful that Jesus still reveals himself. Brother Templeton, could I have you to come and follow him? I know you're currently serving. We appreciate your service. But I'm going to ask you to pray specifically for our military on the ground and in the air there your fellow brothers in arms. I want you to pray as God leads you to pray for them. Sister Mary Lou, could I ask of you to come tonight as well? And I'm going to ask you to pray specifically for the church in Afghanistan. You have brothers and sisters in the faith that you'll never meet this side of heaven. But while people in America, I want to I want to give you this contrast tonight. In America, Come Sunday morning, there will be American Christians that will walk into a church. And probably on an innocent account, somebody won't greet them, somebody won't shake their hand, or somebody won't treat them the way they think they should be treated, so they'll walk away and quit. At the same time, the Afghan Christians are going to be standing with someone over them saying, deny your faith and you can live. But they'll sit there and say, I'm not going to deny my Lord. And they're going to lose their life. God help us. Brother Keaton, could I get you to come and you follow Sister Mary Lou tonight? I'm going to ask you to simply pray specifically for our government leaders that there would be an awakening in their spirit to seek spiritual counsel. They would not lean to their wisdom or their understanding, but they would pray specifically for spiritual counsel.
I'm going to ask Brother Michael if he would come, please. I'm going to ask you to simply pray and raise up a standard against the demonic surge of the kingdom of darkness that we're now seeing across the globe. Sister Sonia, could I impose on you tonight and ask you to come? And I'm going to ask you to simply lead us in a prayer, much like Nehemiah prayed, where he basically repented for his nation. I'm going to ask you to simply pray, lead us in a prayer of repentance for our nation. And Sister Brandy, could I ask you to come and lead us in a prayer for Israel and for the peace of Jerusalem? to just begin to enter in right now. Ever how you feel led by the Spirit. You can walk and pray, stand and pray. Whatever you feel led. But Brother Jake, would you just begin this evening and let's join together and pray for those that's in immediate danger right now. God, we come before you and Lord, we pray for those that are in immediate danger in the nation of Afghanistan. Lord, there's not only Americans there, but Lord, there are Christians, Afghani Christians, American Christians that are there, servicemen and women that are there. And God, I know what your word says, and I declare the word of God over them tonight. The word says in Psalms 3 that you are a shield. The word says in Psalms 23 that even in the valley of the shadow of death, that you you anoint your people, Lord God, that their cup overruns with anointing. Your word says in Psalms 34, God, uh, that the angels of the Lord, uh, they they surround those that fear him, God. I ask, uh, Lord Jesus, uh, that that you would honor your word in Psalms uh, 91 that says that a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right right hand, but nothing shall befall the people of God. Lord, I believe, Lord Jesus, that you are supernaturally protecting them right now, Lord God, that the enemy is right now at this very moment overlooking, overlooking the saints of of Christ right now. I believe, Lord Jesus, Lord, that you can use this, what seems as a tragic situation to bring revival and restoration to the people of Afghanistan and to neighboring states. Lord God, I believe, Lord Jesus, that you protect those that love and diligently seek you. Lord, that you honor those that are faithful to you with your faithfulness. And God, I believe right now, Lord God, that you, 
you are surrounding them and Lord that nothing shall befall them nothing shall come neither dwelling Lord I rebuke I rebuke that evil spirit that comes seeking them Lord I rebuke the influences of Satan right now in the name of Jesus and we believe we believe God that we're going to hear testimonies in the coming weeks in the coming days that I should be dead but by the power of Jesus my family was saved my family were spared my children were spared in the name of Jesus we pray God we come before you this night God we pray that you would be with those women and those children God we're not able to be there we have no power we can't be there and we can't protect them but you can God, I ask that you would just comfort them with your spirit, that your Holy Spirit would just descend. God, we pray a hedge of protection over those women, those children. God, we ask that you would just be with them where we can't be there, that your spirit would go to them and would strengthen them beyond what anything that they can imagine. God, we're asking this in your son's name. Dear Heavenly Father, God, tonight, Lord, we just ask that you be with the the young men of Afghanistan, Lord, that you would just begin to put your hand and your hedge of protection upon them, God. Lord, that you would begin to lead and guide in this time, Lord. Lord. For these times, Lord, it's so hard, Lord, just to be a young man in Christ, Lord. I couldn't even imagine what it's like living overseas, Lord. Lord, facing fear every day just to serve you, God. But God, I begin to ask, Lord, that you would just place, Lord, the authority in them, God. Lord, that you would just give them divine power, God. anointing, Lord, to carry out your word and your purpose in this time, Lord. To Lord, that they would not come against you, God, but Lord, they would begin to stand in your word, God. And Lord, just to give their lives, Lord, pursuing towards you, Lord, and nothing less, God. We're believing, God, that the strongholds, Lord, would come up off, God, and that the direction and truth would stand upon them, God. Lord, that they would begin to fight with the sword, Lord, of the word of God. And Lord, that they would not cast down, Lord, under you, but Lord, they would stand up, Lord, singing your praises, Lord, to the end of times, Lord. Lord, that they would not give in, Lord, to the enemy, God. Lord, that the demonic strongholds would be loose, God, in Jesus' name, Lord. We're believing for truth and direction, God, and a strong boldness, Lord, to stay with the young men and generations, Lord, to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we know right now that you are mighty and able. Lord Jesus, my friends, Lord, my brothers and sisters in arms in Afghanistan, Lord, I pray that you touch them right now, Lord. Give them safety, Lord. Even though the rules of engagement may not not go in their favor, I pray that you give them safety. Lord, I pray that you anoint chaplains, Lord, to recruit recruit Christians, Lord, that they will be not only safe, but come to know you, Lord, while they are in their service. God, I pray that you guide their footsteps, Lord God. Strengthen their armor, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that you just guide their footsteps. And just anoint them, Lord, to speak with wisdom when they're training the Afghani people. And uh, just guide them in their way, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Father God, we lift up the church in Afghanistan. And Lord, we pray specifically for this church, Father. We're asking you for the strength of God. Father God, that they'll love not their life unto death. 
Lord, in the name of Jesus, that they will be strong. But, Father, we ask you that the lion of the tribe of Judah begin to rise up in that nation. And it begins to roar in the name of Jesus. And the Lord, the enemy thinks he's got their back to the wall. But we're asking you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that they multiply. That they multiply greatly, Father, in Jesus' name. And, God, we won't fail to give you glory, honor, and praise. That we will hear Father God, the good report, because we're going to believe the report of the Lord. Give them strength, God, and give them courage, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask you that you just give guidance in for our government. And Lord, I pray that you bring boldness to the men and women in faith that are in the government. Yes. Lord, I pray that you will just guide the government. And Lord, I pray that... Uh, Lord, I, I just, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh God, God, I pray that, call out to you today, Lord, that the men and women that are in faith, that aren't even in government, that they can come to the government and give them wisdom and guidance through Christ, Lord. And I pray that I pray that I pray that souls will be saved through it, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you to give them guidance, Lord. Give them wisdom, Lord. Thank you. God, we thank you for the name of Jesus that even the demons believe and tremble. We ask that the timid faith of the church would be emboldened by the Lion of Judah and that you would confound the plans of the enemy, that they would have an encounter with you, God, and repent. And we thank you for everything you've done and everything you're going to do. We know that one can put a 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight. And we ask that the church would come together in unity and raise a standard that would put the plans of the enemy to naught in the name of Jesus. God, we just humble ourselves before you, Lord God, tonight. God, I just ask, Lord, that everybody would just humble themselves and kneel upon you, Lord God. And for this world, Lord God, to repent, Lord God, of their wickedness, Lord God. Forgive us, Lord God, as we would lay our face down to you, Lord God. Asking you, Lord God, to forgive us, Lord God, for everything that we have done wrong in your eyes, Lord God. That you would open blinded eyes, Lord God. Every blinded eye, Lord God, that you would open, Lord God. That they would be able to see your glory, Lord God, and your truth, Lord God. And that there would be freedom, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. God, for the blood, Lord God, that that is the protection, Lord God. Oh, my Prince of Peace, my Rose of Sharon, my Bride and Morning Star, my fairest of 10,000. Lord, I come to you, Lord. And God, I pray for your nation, Lord, your people. God, your people, God. I pray for them, Lord Jesus, and I ask, God, that you put a hedge of protection around them, Lord, around Israel, Lord Jesus. God, I come to you, Father God. I raise, God, up a standard against the enemy, God. God, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that you are King of kings and the Lord of lords, God. God, even those, God, who are holding your people in captivity, Father, they will bow, God, and they will have to confess, Lord, that you are King of kings and that you are Lord of lords, God. So, Lord, we ask, God, right now, 
in the name of Jesus that you surround your people, God. We plead the blood over them, Lord Jesus. God, we plead the blood of them. We ask that the angels of heaven, God, will encamp about them, Lord Jesus, both day and both night, Lord Jesus. God, we pray that you walk to and fro, God, back and forth, God. We pray, God, that even though, God, men is dispatched, Lord, we pray that you will send your angels, God. We pray, Lord, that you will send your army, God. We pray, Lord, that you will dispatch your army, God, to help those, God, to help those, Lord Jesus, to help those in Israel right now, God. Dispatch your army, Lord Jesus. God, and Raise up a standard against them, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Oh, Heavenly Father, tonight, Lord, as we stand in your presence, we stand united together, praying the prayer of faith, believing that you hear us when we pray. And Father, today we stand not in a place of intimidation, but we stand in a place of faith. And Father, today we are raising up a standard against the enemy, and we are calling forth the name that's above every name, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our King, our Savior, our Redeemer. And today, Father, we ask you to forgive us for our apathy. We ask you to forgive us of our complacency. We ask you to forgive us as a nation for slaughtering our own. Lord, we have committed so much evil. But Lord, today, we speak your word in your hearing. That which you shared with Solomon we now share back with you. It says that if your people would humble themselves and pray, God, we're humbling ourselves before you today. Oh, how we need you. Oh, how we long for your presence again in the sanctuary. Oh, how we long for the convicting power of your Holy Ghost to touch hearts and lives. Lord, as we see, we see evil on display all around us. But Lord, sometimes we've become so accustomed to it that it doesn't disturb us anymore. So God, we ask that you would help us to feel like you feel and to see like you see. One life is too many to lose for senseless violence like we're seeing in the streets of our city every weekend. Lord, tonight, I ask that you would forgive your people because night across this nation your house is empty and closed and locked and the lights are out while we sit in fear in some cases while we sit with pleasure in some places Lord forgive us 
as a nation for waving the banner of Christianity, but yet we still walk contrary to your words and your statutes and your commandments every day of our lives. Lord, forgive us that our heart is far from you. Forgive us that you're just getting lip praise instead of heart praise. Lord, I ask that you would forgive us for putting unholy people and unholy things in your sacred place to entertain people while they're going to hell. Oh God, we need you today. Lord, I pray tonight that you would be exalted and lifted high. I pray that we as individuals and families and local church families would fall on our face before you and say, forgive us, God, as well. Forgive us for the idols that we've had in our lives that took place over you. God, today we commit to you that the rest of our days she'll sit on the throne of our heart and that we'll run after you. That we will not sit idle while harvest is in the field, but that we will run even if it is saving them by force, pulling them out of the flames, Father, give us the wisdom and the knowledge and how to do that. But Lord, let us be found doing. For Lord, we know our days are, are getting ever so shorter. In your word, it says there comes a time when darkness arrives and no man will be able to work. But God, today, help us to work until that day comes. Today, Father, we lift up our families that's running from you, It's not currently serving you. We lift them before you today and we ask, Lord, have mercy on them. Don't turn your back on them, but let your grace and your mercy be extended. Lord, I pray that your convicting power would touch their hearts. Pray that they would see your glory, see you high and lifted up. Today, Father, I pray. Pray for our city. Pray for our church family all throughout this city in this Whitewater Valley today. I pray for pastors and spiritual leaders. All oh, let them receive strength in this season. Oh, Lord, visit them upon their bed tonight. And do them with power from on high. Let them not be weary in well-doing. 
Lord, I know many of them and their hearts are pure before you. They desire, oh, they desire to be in your presence and they desire to take people there. But Lord, they're walking into their buildings and they're empty. Lord, let them not be weary. Lord, just give them, give them fresh anointing, fresh fire, fresh revelation. And Lord, let their house of worship become sanctified and purified by your Holy Spirit where men would begin to run to them, where they would hear and see you. Pray for souls this coming Lord's Day to be given. Lord, today, those in our church family that is going through difficult things this week, Lord, we lift them up before you today. We pray specifically for TJ and his family as they mourn the passing of grandfather and their loved one. Oh, just put your arms around them and love them. Lord, I lift Andy up before you today as he lies in the hospital. His wife and his children at home distraught. Lord, I know the report of men, but I know that your report surpasses that. In your word it says, when we pray the prayer of faith, believing it shall be done. So I speak to Andy today. I speak to his body and I declare it to live so that you would be glorified and lifted high. Lord, I know that they have a church family there. Lord, today, right now, I speak over him and I command sugar levels to come to normal range. I speak to lungs to be cleared and made whole and I speak to those things that's out of alignment in his body to be realigned. And Lord, let it be a miracle in the making right now that would boggle the minds of the staff that has said it's going to be months and months, even if he's able to make it. And Lord, let it be a testimony of your power. I speak life and I command death to flee in the name of Jesus. I speak life over Madison Seeley tonight. I command infection to be removed from her body in the name of Jesus. I know across town the church is gathered and praying specifically for her tonight. But Lord, this house joins with that house and we come and it says where two or three are gathered together, we're joining two bodies, uh, one body, but two separate locations together tonight. And Lord, we know you're right now in the middle touching. And Father, I speak healing in Jesus' name. Today, Father, we pray over Riley tonight that's in this room with us. She's starting a brand new adventure, a brand new season of life. I pray for every bit of anxiousness, anxiety that she may have about leaving tomorrow that would just be gone in the name of Jesus. And I speak that nothing would come near her 
but that she would walk in a place where she is undergirded and surrounded by your Holy Spirit and Father while she's going for one thing and increasing in education and stepping in the fields. Lord, I pray that there would be a supernatural encounter of the Holy Ghost and fire that she would encounter you on a level that she's never known. And Lord, that she would be a voice for her generation. And Lord, I thank you for the increase that's coming and the divine favor that's coming. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, tonight, as we're nearing the end of our time together, we pause and we know that you have not forgotten and therefore we do also not want to forget about the precious people in Haiti. Lord, over 1,200 lost their lives. Many others are injured. Hundreds and thousands are hurting. Thousands are homeless today. Lord, we know that there's many people on the ground that is your hands and your feet. and People are en route there now. I pray for safe passage to them. Lord, I pray that there would just be, Lord, just a sense of calm in the midst of all of the destruction. Lord, I just pray for life to be granted. Lord, today as our fellow citizens in this nation are going through tragic storms and certain areas and fires and droughts and others. Lord, we pray that you would touch the situations the circumstances in a manner where people would begin to see you moving and operating through your church in a very very specific and significant way. Tonight, Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. Lord, there is none like you tonight. Lord, I pray that you would help us to walk with boldness, walk with compassion, walk sensitive to the leading of your spirit. Help us to be world changers in this season of great uncertainty. And Lord, that which the enemy meant for evil, we're believing you're going to work it for the good of your people. Tonight, Lord. Tonight, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the church says, Amen and amen. How many is thankful for the presence of the Lord today? How many feels the presence of the Lord today? I want to encourage you to continue to be in prayer. I know tonight is a little different. Thank you for those that helped lead us in prayer tonight. But let us go from this place knowing that our strength and our hope is in Christ and Christ alone. And that if we will trust in him, 
He is faithful to meet us in our place of need. Amen? Continue to pray for the Middle East. Continue to pray for your nation. Continue to pray uh, for those in leadership and authority. I didn't say you had to agree with them. I didn't say you had to even like them. But we need to pray that God's will is done. There is things that's happening. There's things that's moving. There's things that's, that we don't necessarily hear anybody talking about and, and nobody's giving attention to. But I will stand here tonight and say again that we are in a time where there is a divine completeness in this season that we find ourselves in. And I believe the axe head has been reassembled to the handle, and I believe trees are still going to fall and is falling. And there is going to be a clearing for a dwelling place for the kingdom of God. And we're entering into a time where there's going to be a very clear distinction between those of the world and those of the true kingdom of God. And God's going to bless his people. And uh, we're going to go through some stuff. We're going to be affected by a lot of things that's going on. But we're going to see the hand of God. We're going to experience the favor of God. And I'm believing for one of the greatest outpourings of the Holy Spirit that has ever been known to man is just now positioning itself to happen across the globe. And I want to be part of it. Amen? How about you? Amen? May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he shine brightly upon you. Yes, sir. Yes. Praise the Lord. We're believe we are believing for a complete, complete healing to come to her. Amen. So may the Lord bless you, keep you, shine brightly upon you, give you blessed peace. We'll see you Sunday morning. Come ready to worship the Lord with us. God bless you. We love you.